Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you're doing wonderful and thank you so much for joining us again today. Today is an episode of an Always More Wednesday episode, but it's Thursday, so I missed a day, but that's all good. Life happens, but praise you, Jesus, life is great. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Mary again and why all of us should and actually God expects us to have a relationship with Mary. Um, and we actually ta- already talked about Mary in series five of the episode of the podcast, but also in always more Wednesday episodes, we talked more about her. And uh, so we're going to be talking about three new, uh, just easy, simple ways to explain why we should have a relationship with Mary. But uh, just a quick summary of like what we talked about in the past. We know directly from scripture that Mary is the new Eve because she is the mother of all the living in Jesus. And she is the promised woman of Genesis 3.15 where God says to the devil that he's going to put enmity between you as the devil and this woman who is going to be Mary and uh, her seed, which is all of us in Jesus, all the living and uh, the devil's seed. So he's going to put enmity between them. We know that scripture presents Mary as the Ark of the Covenant because she bears the presence of Jesus, the Ark of the new and eternal covenant in Jesus, who is our eternal high priest, the bread of life, the bread from heaven, and he is the word made flesh. And we know that Mary is the queen mother. She is the the queen mother because Jesus is our king. We are the new we are in the new Israel and she is the queen mother who intercedes for us. She is also the new Rachel because Rachel was the mother of Israel where people would come and intercede for her and she died giving birth to Benjamin, the beloved child. And we as the in the new Israel and we uh, Jesus died for and her and Mary was her her heart was pierced to give life to uh, at the cross when her son was dying. Uh, to give life to all of us. She is the, the, so she is the new and fulfilled Rachel as the mother of the new Israel who intercedes for us. She's also the new and fulfilled Esther. Esther was that Jewish woman who was exempt from this uh, foreign territory who was oppressing Jewish people. And Esther was exempt from, from all those things because she was loved for one. And she also interceded for the Jewish people and Mary being that fulfilled Esther. She is exempt as we, the world is under the dominion of sin. She is exempt from that and she intercedes for us to conquer sin uh, through her son, Jesus. And she is also the new and fulfilled Judith and Jael, the two women in the Old Testament who took out their enemies by basically uh, decapitating them in a sense. And Mary is that uh, she stomped in, uh, on the serpent, on the devil, to win victory through her, her son, Jesus. Um, in the past, we basically talked about how because of all these things, uh, her being our mother and someone that we can turn to and have a relationship with is because it's true and we have to honor our mother. Or at the very least, we are required, as the New Testament teaches us, to honor the body of Christ, to honor the members of the body of Christ, that we can never say we have no need of each other, that we are required to love because if we love, if we say we love God but hate our brother or sister, especially in the body of Christ, where Scripture actually says to give those in the body of Christ double honor, and if we don't give our brothers and sisters this honor, this love, this love that Scripture calls us liars. So at the very least, when we honor Mary, and she is our mother, but she's also in the body of Christ. So at the very least, we're called to honor the body of Christ and its members. But I actually think there's three other ways that we can easily explain uh, to anybody. Um, about having a relationship with Mary and why all of us should. Number one is because she is God's greatest work. She is the greatest testimony of Jesus. Number two, uh, in her person, 
is the fullness of the gospel. It's actually not just proclaiming the gospel, but her and her very person shows the actualization or the realization of the work and plan of Jesus. And number three, when we encounter her, we encounter Jesus, just like we encounter people who are just in love with Jesus and we're going to know Jesus because of them. Uh, she in the most profound way. So we're going to go through each of these three quickly today. So the first one, she is God's greatest testimony. She is God's greatest work because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's what Mary lives in that fullness of what Jesus did on the cross, right? So like when I'm evangelizing another quick way, like I need to do this more often, but like when you hand somebody a necklace with a crucifix and then on, on that same necklace is the miraculous medal, you can say, that when you're pointing at the crucifix did that <laughs> like what jesus did on the cross won victory for the for the human race and par excellence is mary right there like she isn't like that on her own <laughs> jesus did that so you can point to the, from the crucifix to mary like jesus did that <laughs> so uh and god commands us like throughout the old testament remember his testimonies specifically like what was the great what was the great testimony of the old testament he saved us from slavery in egypt right remember the testimony of god who how he brought us out of from slavery of the land of egypt and brought us into the promised land right and uh just a few examples i mean it's all over the old testament and specifically the psalms but here there's uh three quick verses for you psalm 25 10 it says all the paths of the lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies, keeping his testimonies. Psalm 119.24, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. So actually in the testimonies are our delight and actually our counselors too. They teach us on, the, on God's ways. And Mary it shows us perfectly God's ways. And then lastly, Psalm 119.46 it says, speak of thy testimonies before kings. So I can show Mary to people and be like, that is the work and the testimony and the plan of God in your life because of what Jesus did and actualized in Mary's life. So we have to remember God's testimonies, right? So that's number one. Number two is that in her person, in the gospel, she it's the greatest work and plan of Jesus. It, in her very person, she reflects all of Christian belief, right? So we believe to be consumed in the very life of love and the and the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Nobody was more consumed than her as she is the daughter of the Father, the handmaid of the Lord. She is the mother of the Son, the eternal Son. She's the mother of God. And she is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. She is consumed in the life of the Trinity. And actually, this is what uh, Jesus came to give us, is to be consumed in the life of God, to participate in his divine nature, which is perfect love, to be consumed in the life of the Trinity. And it's also to be freed from sin, to live a life in God, and to uh, participate in the plan of redemption, and also to live a life with Jesus in the new creation, body and soul. And that's exactly what she is. All those things is actualized and realized in Mary, which is one of my favorite one of my favorite dogmas. Uh, that and if we recall, the four dogmas are: she's the mother of God. Uh, her conception, she was immaculate, immaculate, immaculately conceived. Sorry. And she has the perpetual, her perpetual virginity. And fourth, her uh, glorious assumption. Uh, Jesus took her body and soul into heaven. And I think that last one to me is the most beautiful because it shows exactly like that's the fulfillment of all that we long for to be consumed in the life of the Trinity, body and soul. And that's what we believe as Christians. At the end of time, God is going to raise our bodies up and we are going to be brought in with our souls to the new creation. So 
And then and just on one quick note here too is that not only do we have to proclaim uh, when we proclaim the gospel, the Christian that all the Christian belief about living a life in God and he promises us life in all eternity with him by walking in union with Jesus and body and soul, that our bodies will be redeemed too. But in her person, she reflects all of that. But also, it's important to remember that actually Mary is part of the redeemed. She is like not outside of it. She's not like, oh, she's this one creature. And by the way, she is a creature. She is a creation of God. Uh, the greatest creation of God, but she is a creation of God, just like you and me, which means Mary and us are infinitely beneath God. Jesus is infinitely greater than Mary and us. And every single thing that uh, Mary has and what we have, all this light that we re- that we have is not our own. Any light that we have, it's Jesus's light. A lot of people think that us as Catholics think, oh, she didn't need to be redeemed. No, she rejoices in God, her savior. She is actually, she is part of the redeemed. She's not outside of it. Um, is she is redeemed by the blood of Jesus. She is the most redeemed. And as Jesus said, apart from him, we can do nothing. And that includes Mary. Apart from Jesus, she can do nothing. Every single thing that she has and is, is because of the free grace of God. And when she had the opportunity to, she cooperated with that grace. She lived by faith. She lived by a life of holiness of following Christ, she freely chose to love God with all of her heart, mind, body, soul, and strength and to participate in that plan of salvation and redemption and to give glory to God, to give glory to Jesus, to make him known and loved throughout the world. And this is actually something to remember when we talk about, and we talked about this in our first series five, when we talked about how there's certain verses like Romans 3.23, where it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And people are like, well, that must include Mary. Well, And again, just a recap on that really quick is, uh, well, it's talking about personal sin. And we know that there are many exceptions, Jesus being one of them, babies, infants, people with disabilities, uh, those who do not have their full faculties and uh, reason and conscience um, formed. We know that people are exempt from there, but also even more importantly, Romans 3.23 are for uh, people who are outside of the grace of God, obviously, because it's people who are sinning. Mary did not sin because of her own doing, of her own strength. No, she is perfected by the grace of Jesus, is by the grace of God, right? So it's all of us being consumed in that life-giving training. We are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And Mary is most perfected in that way. Um, so she is part of the redeemed. And so, uh, but she's the most perfectly redeemed. Um, and we actually talked about before too, her being co-redemptrix. Co-redemptrix sounds like we're trying to say like she is on par as being um, with Jesus, like she redeems the world. No, 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 no. Jesus is the redeemer. Jesus is the only redeemer, right? And even St. Paul talks about how uh, the disobedience of Adam and Eve and that one person, the new Adam redeems, right? So he could, why? Because he is the only one that is eternal God became man. So in him, in his very person is the divine and humanity, the reconciliation, the atonement, the the human and divine becoming at one with each other. And Mary is is participating in that rede- in that redemption. So we are all co-redemptrix in the in the sense of like with Saint Paul that we um, become all things to all men that we might save some. So we're going out to save people, but it's only Jesus that saves. Mary is saved by Jesus, so she is part of the redeemed. Okay. And then the third thing, knowing her, knowing Mary, we will actually know Jesus much more uh, because that's her, one, that's her entire mission, right? She says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. 
that is her entire mission is to proclaim Jesus, to show Jesus, to reveal Jesus, to point people to Jesus all throughout scripture. That's what she does. And that's what she continues to do even most perfectly now. So everything about Mary reflects Jesus and it's, and it's actually because of Jesus. You ever meet those people? Like I'm very blessed with very holy people in my life where I know when I meet them, when I hang out with them, I'm going to learn and encounter Jesus more because they just, that's what, who they want to talk about. That is who they share. That is who they proclaim. That's who their lives are consumed by. Well, Mary in the, the most perfect way, the most beautiful way, the most profound way when we encounter Mary, we are encountering Jesus inside of her. So those are the three reasons is God's greatest work and testimony in her person is the fullness of the gospel, the work and plan of Jesus. And number three, we encounter Jesus in her the most perfectly. Um, and lastly, we, as the church, we actually participate in the life of Mary when we are walking in a life with grace, because Mary is the fulfillment of all of us and the church. So in other words, what has already happened to Mary is what is going to happen to the church at the end of time. So her body and soul is in heaven. And at the end of time, all of our bodies and souls will be in heaven. So she uh, gives us great hope for what we actually long for as Christians. So what was actualized by her by the grace of Jesus will be actualized in us by the grace of Jesus. Another way to show it is in Revelation 12, Mary, she is shown in heaven as the ark coming down from God. And she is the woman clothed the sun with the moon under her, her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. So there she is body and soul glorified by the grace and merits of Jesus Christ. And then in Revelation 21, so uh, nine, nine chapters later, talking about the end of time and how the church came down from God and was prepared for and was adorned and prepared for the wedding feast to receive the bridegroom Jesus and for him to receive his bride the church so it's Mary now and the church later or we're participating in so um, and Mary is the bride of the Holy Spirit the church is the bride of Christ right so um and her very person reflects uh what we believe and we what we participate in. So when we are participating in the life of Jesus, we are receiving the graces that Mary already received because Mary is the fulfillment of all of us and the church. So I hope this blessed you and I hope and I really pray that you would ask Jesus for a relationship with Mary, to ask Mary to have a deeper relationship with Jesus um, because she is part of the redeemed. She knows the plan of God. She knows the plans uh, of, of Jesus, the work of Jesus in her very person. She is the most perfect uh, queen mother who is tender, loving, merciful, guiding, and ever interceding for all of us that we too would participate in the graces that she received in the fullness of Jesus Christ. Mother Mary, we just uh, we ask that you would intercede for all of us today in a brand new way. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.